I am David Feldman, and this is the mop-up for May 23rd, 2023. Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend are getting married. Ah, so at least there's one union this guy supports. If you'd like to buy the hideous couple a wedding gift, they're registered at all things sulfuric. You know that they smell bad. Look at them. They, they just smell like a beer and bean fart. Look at that face. No matter how much he spends, he still looks like an undescended testicle. That's his face. It looks like an undescended testicle. Speaking of undescended testicles, David Zaslav, the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, who made more than $200 million last year, was booed on Sunday at Boston University while he was giving a commencement address. They should also boo whoever booked this prick to speak at Boston University. Students screamed obscenities. They screamed, we don't want you here. Pay your writers and shut up Zaslav. Zaslav is a graduate of Boston University, and he was there to receive an honorary degree. Enjoy. If you want to be successful, you're going to have to figure out how to get along with everyone. And that includes difficult people. Good for you. Good for you, Boston University. He is not your ally. And by the way, just because he was able to bring home $250 million last year, that doesn't mean he's successful. It just means he's got sharp elbows and he's a bully, but he's also a failure. Take a look at this prick. Now, all he's done is grown Warner Brothers Discovery and tacked on debt, and that forces him to fire everybody. He bought CNN. He's destroying CNN. Did you know that, I think it was Greg Kelly? I don't know where Greg Kelly is. He's either at Newsmax or One American Network. He's now beating CNN. So they gave the town hall to Donald Trump earlier this month, and they got great ratings, but there was no stickiness. People tuned in to see Donald Trump, and they went away. They stopped watching CNN after Donald Trump appeared. So they didn't even make money off that because there was no advertising. Let me show you what a stupid prick David Zaslav, the CEO of Warner Brothers, is. This is he's just a bully. This is the stock. See, if anybody would pay attention. If, if we weren't all financial illiterates, we would uh, not allow these these mergers and acquisitions, and we certainly wouldn't let these worthless pricks like David Zaslov, these bullies, take over. This is the stock. Look at it. It's uh, closed at $12.20 Monday night. Since January of 06, it's just hovered, or, you know, around $12. It shot up in, what, January to over 50 and now it's back down to 12. Nobody benefits 
See, this is if this country, this country is so financially illiterate that we allow people like David Zaslav, the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, to run roughshod over our jobs and our lives. He presents all these mergers and acquisitions. I'm going to buy CNN. I'm going to buy Warner Brothers from AT&T. And we're going to it's going to be good for the shareholders. It never is. If we weren't so financially illiterate, we we would know this. If you own stock in Warner Brothers Discovery, you're losing money. You know who's not losing money? David Zaslav, because he pays himself $250 million a year. He's a failure. Look at the stock. You got to wake up and know who your enemy is. It's people like David Zaslav. They're frauds. They, they, he sold the purchase of Warner Brothers as though it would be good for shareholders. And it isn't. He's a failure. He's an effing failure. And CNN and Chris Licht are laying off people. Warner Brothers is laying everybody off because they accrued so much debt to make these purchases that the shareholders were against. There's no there's no democracy in, in, in these corporations. They're failing. They are absolute failures. The stock market. The stock market dipped on Monday after doctored photos of an explosion at the Pentagon ended up on verified Twitter accounts posing as Bloomberg News. The former CEO of Microsoft, Bill Gates, uh, saw that this was happening and immediately warned after the stock market dipped because of artificial intelligence messing with Twitter he warned that artificial intelligence is on the brink of destroying Google's search engine business. He added that whatever big tech company can move the quickest on AI, they will reap the biggest rewards. Gates warned that shopping using artificial intelligence could pose a serious threat to Amazon. So there's something good about AI if it puts Amazon out of business. Meanwhile, there are new reports that Jeffrey Epstein blackmailed Bill Gates after Epstein learned that Bill Gates was cheating on then-wife Melinda with a Russian bridge player back in 2010. According to new reporting in the Wall Street Journal, Jeffrey Epstein was working with our friends over at J.P. Morgan Chase to establish a multi-billion dollar charitable fund, and he wanted Bill Gates to become what is called an anchor donor but when Bill Gates didn't seem interested, Jeffrey Epstein, through a series of messages, let Bill Gates know that he could ruin his marriage and his reputation by making Bill Gates's extramarital affair public. Bill Gates had several meetings with Jeffrey Epstein starting in 2011 and flew to Florida on Jeffrey Epstein's private plane in 2013 because, you know, Bill Gates needs to save money. Why, you know, hey, you have a private plane, Jeffrey Epstein? I'm just Bill Gates. I, let me let me know what a I want to learn what a private plane is like. Can I fly on it with you? And they also met that year in Paris. Great judge of character, Bill Gates. Right. Another bully, Bill Gates. 
He didn't invent MS-DOS. He bought it. He invented nothing. He's a Harvard dropout with a rich father who had sharp elbows and was a monopolist. And now he's doing monopoly in in philanthropy. Instead of paying his fair share of taxes, he set up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation claiming, no, no, I can spend the money better than the government can. No, how about you just pay your taxes and we spend that money with transparency and democratically and not have you dictate what seeds and what drugs the people of Africa are going to be forced to buy to feather your nest. Go read about how he pushes certain seeds, certain drugs from Merck, all the companies he owns stocks in through his philanthropy. And Africa has to buy what Bill Gates tells them, tells them he has to buy. Bill Gates, the genius who, who great judge of character, didn't know that Jeffrey Epstein was trafficking underage women. Always trust the billionaires in America. They're the dumbest and their kids are worse. We should tax them out of existence. Two memos declassified by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence on Friday now reveal that in 2020, the FBI got permission from a FISA court to examine the electronic communications of Black Lives Matter protesters to determine whether or not they were terrorists. 133 members of the Black Lives Matter organization were spied on back in 2020 after the FBI invoked Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which permits the FBI to spy on foreigners who are deemed potential adversaries. I didn't know that Black Lives Matter protesters, and I think I was one of them, I didn't know that I was a, uh, a foreigner, a potential adversary. I, I thought I was just trying to get cops to stop killing unarmed black men. Black Lives Matter is a domestic organization whose protests, despite the lies from Fox News, they were all peaceful. Read about the reporting done by the New York Times and the Washington Post. There was no violence caused by the Black Lives Matter protesters. It was caused either by cops, cops showing up and turning violent, or agent provocateurs. Read the Washington Post. Read the New York Times. Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which was used to justify spying on Black Lives Matter protesters, is up for renewal later this year. I can assure you nobody was spying on Kyle Rittenhouse, who showed up to a Black Lives Matter protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, with two AR-15s, killing two, wounding one. Like I said, outside agitators white outside agitators. On Saturday, the NAACP introduced a travel advisory for Florida. Now, I've been, all last week, I said, when are we going to boycott Florida and make them pay a price for Ron DeSantis? Well, on Saturday, the NAACP introduced a travel advisory for Florida, calling the state unsafe for black people. 
The NAACP's formal travel notice states, quote, Florida is openly hostile towards African-Americans, people of color and LGBTQ plus individuals. The NAACP says that before traveling to Florida, you need to understand that the state of Florida and their governor, Ron DeSantis, devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African-Americans and other communities of color. NAAC president and CEO Derek Johnson accused Governor Ron DeSantis of spreading hate by banning the teaching of African-American studies, as well as banning books from school libraries that teach the true history of slavery and Jim Crow. Thank you, NAACP. All last week, I said, when are you when is somebody going to call for a boycott of Ron DeSantis's Florida? Well, Texas Senator Ted Cruz called the NAACP's travel advisory, quote unquote, bizarre and utterly dishonest. You sure you're not describing yourself, Ted? He added that Dr. King would no longer be able to recognize the NAACP. Why don't you go? You know, they, they love the, the, uh, the, the uh, cherry-picked memory of Dr. King. They love to invoke Dr. King, even though they were, they were against celebrating his birthday. But, you know, as through the mists of time, they, they pick what Dr. King would be for and what he be against. Well, Dr. King's daughter, Bernice King, responded to Senator Ted Cruz's bastardization of Dr. King's teachings. She immediately fired back and said, my father would have been deeply disturbed by the legislation coming out of Ron DeSantis's Florida. Bernice King added, Dr. King opposed the three evils, which were which were, he said, militarism, materialism, and racism. Militarism, materialism, and racism, of course, are the founding principles of Ted Cruz's Republican Party. How dare you say, Ted Cruz, that Dr. King would be against the NAACP's travel advisory? How dare you? Last week, the gay pride parade in Tampa, Florida, had to be canceled after organizers said they felt it wasn't safe. And they were afraid because of the anti-LGBTQ climate that Ron DeSanta was creating, that outside agitators would show up like the Proud Boys. You know, even though the Proud Boys are going to prison, they're still organizing anti-LGBTQ uh, protests and they're calling it let's go the rallies are called let's go beat up queers that's what the proud boys are calling their their get-togethers let's go beat up the queers donald trump's stand back and stand by isn't that what he said to them there's a fear now that a gay pride parade in florida featuring drag queens would result in arrests on Monday, organizers of the Gay Pride Parade in St. Cloud, Florida, which was scheduled for next month, also announced that they were canceling their festivities for the same reason. 
I'm trying to get this going. The Marquis DeSantis, that's the nickname I want to get going. So please start calling Ron DeSantis the Marquis DeSantis, because he is like the Marquis de Sade. He's a sadist. Read about what he did in Gitmo. He was a JAG officer for the Navy. He was stationed at Gitmo while we were waterboarding and tortured, and he could barely contain his shriveled boner. Read about this sadist. Bad news for Fox has a problem when it comes to persecuting transgender people. Despite building its reputation as America's number one queer basher, Fox News, it turns out, is very accepting of members of the transgender community who work for Fox News. This is very disappointing, especially to the Heritage Foundation, the Heritage Foundation, the ultra-conservative Heritage Foundation, has a website called the Daily Signal, and they issued a report that Fox has gone woke. The Heritage Foundation's Daily Signal got its hands on the Fox News employee handbook, and it's not, not good for the transphobes. Employees at Fox News, in accordance with both California and New York state law, are not ordered to use bathrooms based on the gender assigned to them at birth, right? All day on Fox News, you hear about transgender people using the wrong bathrooms. Fox News, transgender people can use any bathroom they want, and they are free to dress any way they like. It's almost as though Fox News is just using the transgender community to get ratings and distract our attention away from income inequality. That can't be, though, could it? Family values, conservative, and recently divorced Congresswoman, the very putrid Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you know she smells. Look at her. Look at her. You know She's just filled with sulfuric rot. Well, uh, she's divorced. And she's, you know, and she's a Christian and runs on family values. Go watch my previous episodes about her affairs with the gym rats, the tantric sex gurus, uh, family values. Yeah. Anyway, she's dating Brian Glenn, a failed anchor who could only get work with right side broadcasting that's her new boyfriend but new video has surfaced of her idiot boyfriend brian in drag take a look this is her boyfriend in drag when he was doing feature reporting for a local texas television station this was on on television he was in drag where children could see him Uh, and that's now illegal in texas to go on television and drag because children could see you. The anti-trans bill passed in Texas would make what idiot loser Brian Glenn uh, did before he got fired uh, from a local television station, had to go find work with right side broadcasting. I don't even know what that is. And uh, so 
hypocrisy? No, that's not hypocrisy. Marjorie Taylor Greene laughed it off, said it was funny, and called the left stupid for suggesting that this was hypocrisy. Well, let's talk about stupidity. I mean, real stupidity on the right. That's a picture of Donald Trump dancing to YMCA. Well, the wife of the Village People's lead singer wants Donald Trump to stop dancing and playing YMCA at his rallies for fear Americans will think the band, the Village People, which produced countless gay anthems during the late 1970s, she's worried that people are going to think that the Village People have endorsed Donald Trump. After receiving a cease and desist order threatening to sue, Trump's attorney, Joe Tacopina, said he would only deal with attorneys representing the village people, not the lead singer's wife. How dismissive, right? The lead singer's wife. I'm not talking to a woman. Joe Tacopina then added the village people should be grateful that Donald Trump is making their music popular again. Yes, up until Donald Trump started playing YMCA at his rallies, you would never hear YMCA at a sporting event. You know, it always amazes me how stupid Trump supporters are. YMCA is a gay anthem. It, it celebrates. Now, I understand if you're young, you don't know this. If you didn't grow up in the 80s, you, you wouldn't know this. But the people who show up at the Trump rallies are my age and older, and they know, or they should, if their brains weren't so addled by sugar, they would be able to remember that the village people were a gay disco band in the late 70s. YMCA is a gay song. It celebrates men hooking up for gay sex at the YMCA. And I see this being played at Trump rallies and him dancing. I think, oh, he know, he's just mocking his supporters. He's just like rubbing it in their face. Like, look how stupid you are. And you're all clapping and I'm dancing to, to a gay anthem in front of a bunch of brain dead homophobes. YMCA is not a song that celebrates the young men's Christian Association. It's a song celebrating gay sex at the Young Men's Christian Association. And Trump knows that. He knows YMCA is a gay anthem. It was recorded by the village people who are gay icons celebrating Greenwich Village, right? The village people, they're from Greenwich Village, the site of the Stonewall riot. Donald Trump knows this. This is just him mocking his supporters. He lived through Studio 54. He knows exactly what YMCA is about. And when he plays it, he doesn't believe the hundreds and thousands of homophobes dancing with them. He just likes to watch them dance to a gay anthem. He, he, he likes to laugh inside at how stupid his supporters are. They don't know it. They don't know that YMCA is a gay anthem. Why? Because if you're a homophobe 
you're an effing moron. It's unbelievable how stupid. And we're letting them take over. We're letting the stupid people decide. God bless E. Jean Carroll. God bless E. Jean Carroll, who already won a $5 million judgment against Donald Trump when a Manhattan jury ruled he sexually assaulted her and then defamed her after saying he didn't know who she was. Well, E. Jean Carroll and her lawyers on Monday announced that they were taking Trump back to court. They're suing him once again for defamation. Carroll's lawyers say Trump defamed her again during a CNN town hall earlier this month when Trump once again lied, insisting he had no idea who she was and then called her a whack job. Her lawyers are now asking for an additional $5 million in damages to be tacked onto the $5 million judgment already awarded to her. A lot of lawsuits. America's drunk. That would be Rudy Giuliani. How much is he worth? You know, he, he works for free for Trump. How much is he worth? We're going to find out. A federal judge in a defamation case filed by two Georgia election workers claiming Giuliani falsely accused them of tampering with the 2020 elections in order to help Joe Biden win Georgia. These two women, by the way, are black. They claim Giuliani's false claims subjected them to harassment and death threats in their homes. Giuliani is being sued. This is one of those underreported defamation cases. Giuliani told the judge he's completely broke but doesn't want to show his finances. The judge wants him to prove that he's broke, so... Giuliani is going to have to open his books. It's going to be a public part of the public record. And we'll find out just how broke this alcoholic Rudy Giuliani is. I didn't know this until today. One America News. There's Newsmax and One America. They're trying to be Fox News. One American News used to have Giuliani on all the time. And he defamed these two election workers in 2020 and 2021. They've already settled with the two women. They had a out-of-court settlement last year. These are just, just worthless scumbags. Giuliani, DeSantis, Ted Cruz, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump, that whole family, you know, I, I used to think, why dignify them and, and talk about these putrid losers? But they're winning. They're winning. They're holding up right now. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries said, well, Kevin McCarthy, we're going to have to negotiate with him. We're going to have to freeze some spending here. If you can't defeat incontinent losers like Trump and his minions. I don't know. Do we do we deserve a country anymore if we can't defeat these losers? Coming up, 
Howie Klein from Down With Tyranny. The World Bank, the International Monetary Fund are synonymous with gangster capitalism. It's an all too familiar story. Lend money to a country in need. Then when those countries can't pay it back, demand they privatize every state-run institution from electricity to water. In the past couple of years, China's Belt and Road Initiative has presented itself as a more benevolent way to borrow money for these countries. But according to Howie Klein from Down With Tyranny, it turns out thanks to China's aggressive and punitive money lending to poor countries, America is not the only country in danger of defaulting on its debt. Howie Klein from Down With Tyranny will tell us more about that momentarily. We'll also be talking about South Carolina Republican Senator Tim Scott, who made it official on Monday. He's running for president. Speaking from his alma mater, Charleston, South Carolina University, the 57-year-old African-American Republican has a $22 million war chest and has received the backing of the fourth richest man in the world, Oracle founder Larry Ellison, who attended Monday's big announcement. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, and even former Vice President Mike Pence could all announce that they are candidates for president before the end of May. The first Republican debates are only three months away. Delaware Senator Tom Carper announced today that four terms is enough, and he will not seek re-election in 2024. The 76-year-old now becomes the fourth Democratic senator who announced that he will not or she will not be running for re-election. Carper joins California's Dianne Feinstein, Michigan's Debbie Stabenow, and Maryland's Ben Cardin in all saying they will not run for re-election. Senator I'm sorry, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen issued another warning on Monday that America will default on its loans by June 1st unless Democrats and Republicans raise the debt ceiling. Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Joe Biden have resumed negotiations. For more on this, we are joined by the founder and treasurer of the Blue America PAC, and he writes down with tyranny, which everybody should read Howie Klein. Hello, Howie. Hi. Then, well, can I add one more news uh, breaking thing that just came through? Yes. The New York Times broke the story that uh, Jack Smith is finally, finally looking into how Trump was monetizing state secrets, uh, which of co- in my mind opens up the whole question of uh, firing squads. <laughs> for treason. So you're talking about the classified documents that he was selling those classified documents. Is that what you're saying? Well, maybe. I mean, the New York Times is talking about uh, Jack Smith. It just, just came out. Jack Smith um, uh, subpoenaing, subpoenaing uh, whoever, whatever, it to do with Trump uh, business dealings with seven countries. Uh, you know, from Turkey and uh, China, uh, the Saudis, UAE, etc. So, uh, you know, the, the implication is that this might have been how he was uh, making money from the stolen documents. It doesn't say that. Right. And when can we expect Jack Smith to issue those indictments? I hope by nine o'clock, but I don't know. <laughs> Well, we have to hurry because Howie Klein has an important dinner engagement. These are uh, some of the stories. I, I, say it was a, 
I, did I say it was a dinner? I f- or you said you had to get off in exactly 20 minutes. What makes you think it was a dinner? Because everything you do involves dinner. You're either cooking it, thinking about it, thinking about it, preparing it, or going out for it. Okay, well, you were right. Is it dinner? It is. <laughs> but it, it's a business dinner. I'm going out with a, um, people from a hospital who want me to help them to set up a fundraiser. Basically, they want me to give them money for a, for a, uh, as a donation. And, and, and I'm taking it seriously enough to go out with them. Good. This is so. I should get you before you're going out to dinner, so you're not distracted by your cooking. So this is some of the stuff I want. If we have time, I want to talk to you about Jason Call, Democrat from Washington, who's running on the Green Party. This is one of the first candidates this uh, cycle from the the Green Party that you're endorsing. And then I want to talk about the Democratic Congressional Progressive Caucus demanding that Biden invoke. The 14th Amendment. You write that Maxine Waters didn't sign on to that. I found that interesting. Chinese loan sharks, Tim Scott. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing this corporate whore's name properly. So let's start with him. Is it Steve Ricchetti? Who is Steve Ricchetti? He he, he and his brother are, are top lobbyists, very, 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 very close to Biden for, you know, decades and Ricchetti's no longer a lobbyist, although he will be again, but uh, instead uh, working, uh, working in the White House as a, as a top aide to, um, to Biden. So he, he, he sort of the, sits on the, shul- the right shoulder, whispering all the bad things in Biden's ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that Clinton is gone, there's nobody sitting on the left shoulder. So, uh, you know, he, he was put in charge of the negotiations with uh, McCarthy. He, he's the one that's going to come to the deal. And you, you were right by calling him a corporate whore. That's what he is. And I'm, always has quoting, I'm quoting you, Howie. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. he, he's definitely a bad guy. And, and he will uh, have, uh, he, you know, he'll, he'll, he's the one that will have the final say on what the, uh, the shape of the, of the so-called compromise is, which, which, um, which oxes will be gored or which oxen will be gored? There's oxen will be. There's no way Biden's going to use the authority given to him by the 14th Amendment, correct? I would I would guess that that's right. Uh, there are still people that are hopeful. Uh, I'm not among them. I don't I don't. This would be something that would make Biden's re- reputation historically. But I don't think he's looking for that. I think he's looking just uh, to get the whole thing over with and out of the way and move on from there. Everybody's trying to protect their uh, next election. And he would get reelected by a landslide if he invoked his 14th Amendment rights to finally put an end to this debt ceiling nonsense, wouldn't he? I think so. Uh, Ezra Klein disagrees. He's in The New York Times today, you know, with a, with a centrist point of view which means, you know, don't do anything that's going to upset anybody. And he's guessing that the, uh, the swing vote on the Supreme Court will rule against it, and therefore we shouldn't do it. Uh, he's in such a putz, I can't believe I even ever read his stuff. So the, uh, the Congressional Democratic Progressive Caucus, the Progr- they wrote a letter saying invoke it. Some Democrats, you wrote that a lot of new Dems who are members of the Progressive Caucus, 
didn't sign on to the letter. About a third of the caucus, about a third of the caucus didn't sign on to it for one reason or another. The new Dems are all basically corporate whores as well, like Ricketti, and they are, uh, you know, they tend to be more conservative, so they didn't sign on because they don't want to. But some of the ones on there who didn't sign on uh, seem to indicate that they're very much in favor of it. I mean, I, I have a feeling that Ted Lieu, I didn't ask him, but I have a feeling he didn't sign on because he's a member of leadership now and they're not supposed to sign on to these kinds of things. But on the other hand, he's been on Twitter nonstop saying the same thing and, and urging that uh, um, that the Fourth Amendment be invoked, the Fourteenth Amendment be invoked. So, you know, like I said, some people signed on, didn't sign for one reason. Some people didn't sign for another reason. I tried to get the answer from my contacts at the caucus. They wouldn't tell me. Right. Bernie says invoke the Fourteenth Amendment. Is it fair to say that the debt ceiling talks are just, it's just vamping, so neither party has to address the real issues facing this country. They, they need a crisis. Well, definitely vamping. I, I agree with you there. But, uh, you know, what they do is they, they, they have this breathtaking thing and they get everybody scared right up until the last minute. And then they come up with something that no one is happy with. And they say, and then they can say, well, we had no choice. This is the best we could do. And we only have five minutes left. So pass it. Right. I've and you've had people in your lives, in your business career who have tried to destroy what you've built. And the best thing to do is don't dignify them. The Republican Party with the debt ceiling they're trying to destroy what we've built as Americans. Why are we dignifying these debt ceiling talks for no other reason, I think, than to... Biden is a coward. Biden is a coward. I just told you who Steve Ricketti is, his right. main guy. So we got, a, we got a bad situation. Did you think we had anything better when... You, did you vote for the guy? Did you think we had anything better at, at, when in 2020? You knew, I told you what he was. Right. Okay, so Jason Call, let's talk about Jason Call, because he wrote a piece. Is the is the opposite of what we've been talking about. Right. Jason was a member of the Central Committee of the Democratic Party of Washington State, I think, for four years. He ran for Congress twice as a Democrat. And finally, he said, you know, I've been trying to change the party. I've been trying to bring them around to just to agree with their own values that they state. I can't even do that. It's hopeless. I am over it. And he joined the Green Party and he's running for Congress again as a Green. Right. And I suggest that you and I have him on next week so we can hear from himself why, uh, why he made that switch and why he thinks it's important that he not run as a Democrat this time. Can he pop in Friday? Would he have time or we'll do a fundraiser for him? Because I thought. Oh, no, I, I don't know. The, the I can ask him. The piece he wrote over Down with Tyranny was breathtaking, explaining why you I mean, again, I'm a Democrat and I know you're against choosing between uh, the better of two evils. You write about that. I'm willing to choose between the, the better of two evils. But uh, he I'm writes about he, what Biden is doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for sounding uh, cruel. No, no, I, I, I'm not as courageous as you, but it, it feels like in Congress, we need more members of the Green Party and fewer members of the Democratic Party. And why hasn't, why hasn't the Green Party, do, we don't have a single, do we? We don't have any members of the Green Party serving. One, 
That's correct. We don't have one. So that uh, if if Jason is elected, which is a long shot, then he would uh, he would be the first. Jason is great. He got over thirty thousand votes last time he ran, um, and he's he's up against a corporate dem named Rick Larson, who's pretty awful. And uh, you know he'll the corporate dem can spend any amount of money he wants. He's loaded, and uh, you know corrupt takes lots and lots of money from big pharma in return for his votes in their favor. And, uh, you know, Jason's up against that. We'll see what happens. But right. I'm, I'm not hopeful that he'll wind up in Congress. You posted the 10 key values of the Green Party, grassroots democracy, social justice, ecological wisdom, nonviolence, decentralization, community-based economics, feminism, gender equity, respect for diversity, personal global responsibility, future focus and sustainability. I don't think you have to be courageous to vote for a congressional candidate or a Senate candidate who's running in the, you know, for the Green Party, representing the Green Party. Let's talk about Ukraine. So the one of the things that Jason Call writes uh, over Down With Tyranny is that the Democratic Party is militaristic and we are finding that some Republicans are against giving money to Ukraine. Is it fair to say the following? If you go back for the past 70 years, that Republicans are big proponents of spending on the military, but they are isolationists, that it is not disingenuous when you have people like Matt Gates or uh, J.D. Vance or any Republicans saying don't uh, don't give money to Ukraine, although they got us into Iraq and Afghanistan. But there is a strong isolationist wing in the Republican Party. It's not dishonest completely for Jay, uh, for Hawley uh, to say to be an isolationist. Isn't that the roots of the modern Republican Party? You, 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 you were right on when you were talking about uh, J.D. Vance, because he hasn't voted uh, f- uh, for big military budgets, whereas, whereas um, Hawley has. So you were right with Vance. Hawley is another story. Hawley is a hypocrite. He wants to always, he wants to, you know, be a friend of the uh, Pentagon and the defense contractors, and he wants to, you know, make noise about... Uh, uh, you know, and the reason he wants to make noise about not uh, starting wars and not sending our guys over is because he's running. The guy who's running against him, Lucas Kunz, is very much uh, opposed to uh, uh, foreign wars. Right. But going back to my original question, is it fair to say that when you talk about the modern day Republican Party, they're in their DNA is uh, a strain of isolationism, strong military spending, but no foreign wars except for Iraq and Afghanistan. Is that a fair assessment? Is it is that? No, no, I don't think so. There is a strong strain of isolationism, but those are those people and they have a they're in the same party as people who are very much not isolationists. So you've got you've got both. Uh, and, And they in the end, they usually support each other. I mean, Rand Paul is one of the only ones in the Senate who is actually going to vote against this kind of stuff. 
and the rest of them are all going to vote, vote for it anyway. They might be grumbling about it, but they'll certainly go for it. And you've got many, many Republicans who are the opposite of isolationists. So you, you've got it all, uh, you know, a big old mish, mish, mishmash. But when it comes to um, Ukraine, the person who really explained it really well and very, very simply was Barbara Lee, who said, you know, this is not the Americans attacking uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. This is not what this is. This is America helping a country who's been attacked by Russia uh, to, to defend itself. And when, and there are not American troops over there fighting. Uh, and, uh, the U S is being, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, the U S isn't offering them what weapons that that can reach Moscow or that can be used aggressively. So, uh, you know, they could, the U S could do that. They could give them the best, uh, the best um, the planes, and it's certainly not doing that. And Barbara Lee voted against the war authorization with Afghanistan. She was the only vote against it. Only vote. Only, the vote. only vote. And she got death for doing it. She got what? Death threats for right. doing it. And so she supports giving weapons and support to Zelensky in Ukraine, correct? That is correct. What about reports that Diane Feinstein? I'm sorry. He's pointing at the difference between the U.S. attacking Iraq and the U.S. giving support to a country defending itself from a fascist takeover. There is a difference. Right. What about reports that Nancy Pelosi is keeping Diane Feinstein alive until 2024? So the. How do we know that? Sign is actually alive. We don't know. I mean, we, I've seen the pictures; they don't look alive to me. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that the person who is who is the actual senator right now is Nancy Pelosi or Nancy Pelosi's daughter. I mean, one, you know, one of them is in effect making all of the decisions. I, I had assumed it was some, you know, someone. And Feinstein staff, who's been making all of the decisions for the last few years, when while Feinstein doesn't have a mind anymore. But as it turns out, it, it's been the Pelosi family. It is no wonder she's screaming about sexism. So, so Diane Feinstein. I mean, there's no question that she should step aside. But the Pelosi family is afraid that Gavin Newsom will appoint who to replace Diane Feinstein. Good question. I mean, everyone uh, on who you know, people are saying that they're afraid that finds that uh, Newsom would appoint Barbara Lee, but Newsom isn't going to do that. He's really? not. Barbara Lee is running. He's going to he's going to appoint a caretaker who agrees not to run for the seat. Nancy he Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's oldest daughter. <laughs> She's already a caretaker. He could, he could do that. So you're saying that he? So this the rumor that's been going around that you know, he's. The black woman. But so the rumor that he would appoint Barbara Lee to replace Diane Feinstein and then give her the incumbency advantage over Schiff, which is what Pelosi doesn't want. Those rumors. Right. That's not true. And neither does. Neither does. Uh, what's his, uh, Newsom want? They doesn't want that. It's not going to happen. He, 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 there are other black women who, who he, she's not the only black woman he can appoint. He will appoint somebody else. And that's uh, that'll end the thing. If if Feinstein, you know, is pronounced dead officially or re- retires. 
Okay. Let's turn to, uh, in our limited time, Tim Scott today from South Carolina declared that he's a candidate for the Republican nomination. I just want to know why there are more closet cases in the Republican Party in South Carolina than in any other state in the country. It's just shocking. And it has been shocking to me for over a decade once I started figuring it out. I mean, it's like you join the Republican Party upper ranks. And I don't know if you only can get in if you're gay or you return gay once you get in. I don't know what it is, but they're all gay. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I just don't understand it. So you're you're saying that the senator from South Carolina, Lindsey Graham. Well, Lindsey Graham, we know about, <laughs> right? That's not even in the uh, that's not even in the closet anymore. And the other one just says, you know, he's a bachelor, hasn't found the right woman. Oh, they actually they both say that. Both Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott say they haven't found the right woman yet. Hmm. Uh, oh, so Tim Scott's a bachelor. He is a bachelor. He is a lifelong bachelor who's been looking. He's been looking. Interesting. For a beard. He occasionally finds beards. So why do you think the two senators... Uh, what, what, so what is that? It's not them. It's that's just the two senators. The whole party is gay. <laughs> They're all gay. It's amazing. It's an amazing... I wonder if they have their, their meeting, their committee meeting at a gay bar. Wow, I had no idea that Tim Scott uh, was uh, so positive. So he, the the pathology of being black and allegedly, allegedly black and allegedly gay and a Republican, there's a lot of self-loathing going on there, right? There is a lot of self-loathing. And you'll you'll notice that a lot of, uh, you know, people who... Are, are endorsing him now, like like Thune and the other South Dakota guy. Uh, you know, these are not uh, the, these people would would are uh, are <laughs> endorsing someone who's blackish. Right, right. It's so funny. You know, we we always talk about Republicans voting against their own interests. Now they're running against their own interests. Very very <laughs> sick party. In our limited time left with you, talk to me about Chinese loan sharks, because on this show, all we do is crap on the World Bank and the WTO and the IMF and how we're the West. We're loan sharks and we do it to break these countries so we can privatize their natural resources. What's going on with China? China's worse. They, they don't want to privatize the natural resources. They, 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 when they sign these loans, they, they make the natural resources the collateral. So they, they grab the natural resources. I remember one time I wrote about this. Uh, I was in Hambantota, which is at the very southern tip of, um, of Sri Lanka. And, and they hadn't really started building it yet, but they were about to start building, uh, the Chinese were about to start building a port. And they have done that now. Uh, the Sri Lankan government couldn't, in the end, not enough ships came and they couldn't pay for it. So China now owns the port. This is a question that I have asked of really bright, smart people. I, I, you know, I, I don't claim to be bright or smart, but I've had some really bright, smart 
people have had access to them. And I've asked them what the Belts and Roads Initiative has been like for these countries that fall under China's spell. And they say, well, it's not as they're not as bad as the the IMF or the World Bank. And so you're saying they're they're all going they're all going to default. (laughs) I mean, some of them have already. No, it's, it's, that, that, that's a horrible initiative, and it's been terrible for the countries that have uh, been part of it. Well, this is the first I've heard about it. Up until I read Down with Tyranny yesterday, this is the first I've heard of gangster capitalism in China and, and they're being, they're, they're being loan sharks. Before we wrap it up, Rudy Giuliani's lawsuit... Uh, that was filed against him, gobbling Viagra, talking to Donald Trump on the phone <laughs> while the woman performs oral sex on him. Can you explain the psychology? I can't think of a bigger boner killer than Donald Trump's voice. You deal with really powerful, powerful men, especially in the record industry. Is there a sexual turn on to Getting Donald Trump to talk to you on the phone, does that make some men hard? Not in a homoerotic way, but is there a link between power and... Power, 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 power. It's all about power. But is, it se- is there a sexual component purely to power? You bet there is. And, and I mean, I don't know why you're talking about men. I mean, what about, the, what about women? being turned on by power. Power, yeah. But but for Rudy Giuliani to ask a woman to get on her knees while he's talking- She got, she got on her knees. I'm sorry? And she got on her knees. And she got on her, so there's a whole, and do you think Donald- I mean, Rudy Giuliani, I mean, you need something to, I mean, uh, she must be on drugs. I mean, so to get on your knees in front of that, Right. Okay. DeSantis, is he in? No, no, please. You want me to be late for my meeting? Just very quickly. Is DeSantis in or out? In in or out of what? Trouble? Is he going to declare? In a run, yes. He's he's announcing on Wednesday. And Pence? I assume that he'll announce uh, the week after. Okay. I think it's... we he, did. Started a, he started a, uh, you know, a, a PAC that can raise money for his presidential. Or, or, I mean, theoretically, he didn't start it, but he did. He started a, pa- a PAC to raise money for a presidential campaign. Fantastic. Howie Klein, founder and treasurer of the Blue America PAC. Read him every day over at Down With Tyranny. And let's talk about bringing Jason Call in on Friday night. I'll talk to you tomorrow, OK? OK, thank you. Thank you. Howie Klein, read him. Thank you, Howie. Read Howie Klein every day over at Down With Tyranny. And there's a piece by Jason Call in yesterday's edition of Down With Tyranny. Read Down With Tyranny. 